أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد by Allah Ta'ala's father we've reached the 26th night of Ramadan and the days and the hours and the minutes are slipping through our fingers this is a a time unlike other times so make the best use of it that you can because the other 11 months of the year even though there's great benefit and great fadl from Allah Ta'ala and all of them uh, those times and places Allah Ta'ala uh, commanded and loves for the believer to show his slavehood um, those times and places you're not going to get them back because you show your slavehood by doing things the way Allah wants them, not the way you want them. So this is the time when Allah, Allah Ta'ala wants you to push yourself the extra, uh, the extra mile. So do like the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did. Wake your family. Uh, uh, that uh, uh, become serious and, 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 and gird your loins. Tie your belt tight. And uh, get to the work that you need to get through. If you haven't finished the khatam of Qur'an yet, finish it. If you're finishing the second one, finish it. If you haven't been able to read from the Qur'an, now's the time to crack it open and read it. Uh, everything is, all matters are as, as they end. Everybody has some sort of dip or lull in, in their motivation in Ramadan. If that's happened to a person, then it's time to pick up the pace again. Because these days are not going to come back. And uh, these days, the small amount of effort a person puts into them may be something that a person enjoys uh, for a lifetime. Uh, and if a person were to put 10 times that effort in another time, maybe it wouldn't yield as much benefit. And Allah Ta'ala gives tawfiq to the one that He loves. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala love all of us and give us from His love, not because of who we are, but because of who He is, and not that we deserve anything. So may Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala treat us not based on who we are, but based on who He is. Uh, he is the most noble of the noble. He is the Rahimin. He is the one who Katabala Nafsihi Rahma. He is the one Rahmatuhu Wasiat Kulashay. He is the one who uh, wrote as a commandment uh, over himself the, uh, uh, mercy. And he is the one who whose mercy outstrips all other things. And he is the one who uh, uh, he's the one who is worthy of of being feared, and he's the one who is worthy of forgiving, uh, forgiving his slaves. So may he, uh, may he give us based on who he is and not based on who we are. Uh, Amin. So the hikayat I wanted to share today. Uh, um, the first one is the story of the one who considered himself forced, uh, and this is also, you know, this is an interesting hikayat that has to do with. Um, the nexus between aqidah and between tasawwuf, between uh, between the correct belief of every Muslim, and between a person's treading the spiritual path toward Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, uh, and how uh, having a wrong aqidah can mess up your tasawwuf, it can mess up your your suluk, your 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 journey toward Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and take you on a on a detour or 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 take you out uh, out of that journey altogether. A certain person of incorrect belief claimed that man is forced and does not have any choice in any matter to do according to his own will. Uh, hence he concluded that all his actions were due to his destiny being fixed and forced upon him. Therefore he was not responsible or accountable for his actions. Uh, 
And so this class of deviation uh, in the books of Aqidah is known as the Jabariya, those people who believe in hard predestination, predeterminism, um, that a human being has no choice in any matter uh, at all whatsoever. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, forces everything. So there's you know, so much so to the point where there's no real uh, point in trying or making any effort in life uh, on a person's own. On this day, this person entered an orchard and without per the permission of the owner of that orchard started picking fruit from the trees and ate it. The owner of the orchard came along and shouted at him, Oh, you wicked thief, what are you doing? He replied, This orchard belongs to Allah and I'm a slave of his. He said, This orchard belongs to Allah and I'm a slave of his. I'm eating uh, the gifts of him, so where's the sin in that? Meaning what? That, uh, you know, I have no choice in the matter. I'm just eating from the orchard and it all belongs to Allah anyway. So what's the big deal? The owner of the orchard took hold of him and tied him to a tree with a rope and started to beat him over his back with a very thick stick. The thief, uh, the thief cried out, Oh, you unjust one. Why do you persecute this innocent one in such an evil manner? Have you no shame in front of Allah? So, by the way, this is actually a thing. My grandfather, my father's father, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive him his shortcomings and uh, pardon him and, and, and give him from his mercy. Um, he was, a, he was a, a functionary in the government of the Nawab of Bahawalpur. Bahawalpur being one of, the, uh, one of the few princely states in the Indian subcontinent that was never directly ruled by the British. It always maintained its own rule. And uh, uh, they definitely had to make some concession to the British colonizer. But uh, in lieu of those concessions, they got to keep their own government. And they didn't, uh, they were never ruled directly by, 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 the, by, by, the, by the colonizer. And uh, there are a couple of places in the subcontinent like that. Generally, they suffer uh, far less uh, post-colonial trauma culturally. Um, and and there, there's a number of nice things that are preserved in those types of places. So uh, the, the, the area, uh, the county, my, my father tells me that, that uh, my grandfather was, uh, that my grandfather was essentially the, the mayor or the governor over, it's an area bigger than a city, but smaller than a, than a state. So I don't know what the exact uh, word for, for such a functionary in English would be, but uh, uh, the, the, the area that he was, that he was in charge of essentially uh, my father said that uh, uh, my grandfather, if he would catch a thief or a criminal in that area, they used to hang them upside down and uh, 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 they would, their back would be bared and they would be beaten. And so if you think that uh, I'm a jerk or I'm harsh, then uh, you have to remember that, uh, you know, even though I don't own any land uh, and I'm not, a, I'm not a, a, a prince or a governor or uh, in charge of really anything, um, my forefathers before me were uh, Chaudhrys, and they were they were people who uh, you know were given ikhtiar, they were given uh, they were given authority, and they wielded it, uh, uh, you know, and the prayers that they wielded it for the better. At least that's what our forefathers tell us, and uh, Allah is the one who knows the truth. But we have good opinion of them, inshallah. So this this uh, this dude who, you know, who had this aqidah problem. He, uh, uh, he got caught and he was hung upside down for stealing someone's fruit from their orchard. 
he was hung up upside down and when that stick started hitting him in his back and he started screaming he said what a, he said what a what an un, unjust and wicked person you are to uh, persecute an innocent person in such a evil manner have you no shame before allah the orchard owner replied this stick is allah's and i am his slave uh, who is busy with your beating i have no choice in the matter i am forced to beat you uh, and so is my stick and remember, everything uh, that's being done is being done from Allah Most High. Uh, the thief has the thief then replied, "I repent to Allah from this wrong belief of the Jabariya of 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 hard predeterminism. There is no doubt a choice. Uh, there is a choice. There is a choice." And he uh, screamed it again and again. Uh, so, <laughs> mashallah, it's obvious to a person because people have these questions about like, well, do we believe in hard determinism or do we believe in complete free will? And the fact of the matter is that, yes, Allah Ta'ala does what He does, and He knows everything from before the creation of the heavens and the earth, and nothing happens except for through His power and through His, uh, and, and through His allowing things to happen and through His wanting them to happen. Uh, but at the same time, it's intuitive to us as human beings how the choices that we make, we have some connection with them. If a person wants to do good, generally they do good. If a person wants to do bad, generally they'll do bad. And, uh, you know, we understand not only what the connection between our desire is and what happens uh, is, uh, but we also know intuitively why we're responsible for the choices that we make. And uh, um, in fact, a breakdown in this uh, intuition uh, with regards to, with regards to um, why a person is responsible for the consequences of their actions, um, this, is a, this is a type of mental illness. This is a type of mental illness if a person actually really isn't able to understand the consequences uh, of their actions or that they have responsibility for their, that, those consequences. Uh, we say that that person is, is, is like legally majnoon. They're legally not majnoon in the way that, uh, you know, Qais fell in love with Layla, but majnoon as in the person is not legally uh, obliged to uh, follow the law. Rather, they become a ward of the state or of whatever uh, guardian uh, of theirs, and they have to, uh, uh, you know, they no longer have the legal authority to make uh, transactions or sign for themselves or make their own decisions. Um, and so, this is something that uh, uh, our uh, Ustad in Aqidah and a great number of other things, Mulana Sheikh Amin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give him a long life. He, he points out in summarizing a, a, what at first seems like a, the most abstruse point in the entire Aqidah Tahawiyah. Uh, he summarizes it by saying that, yes, Allah knows everything that's going to happen, um, but He doesn't judge you based on His knowledge. He judges you based on your knowledge. He doesn't judge you based on His ability, but He judges you based on your own ability. Uh, and so with the Haqq of Allah Ta'ala, we believe that He knows everything. And that he's the one who causes everything to happen because that is befitting of his majesty that we affirm this truth and reality uh, with regards to him. And, uh, uh, and we, we, we take it without exception and we, we uh, uh, in our complete slavehood, we submit and yield in front of it. However, um, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a sacred law and that sacred law, much of it is predicated on moral responsibility. Um, and we understand intuitively why. Uh, that that's a reasonable thing from our point of view as an individual observer, and that has a reality, and we don't uh, we don't deny that reality. And if a person is perplexed as to how both can be uh, true at the same time, then know that this is uh, one of the things that the 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 deen prohibits the uh, the person from speculating on. 
rather, these are uh, these are those things that Allah Taala and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam inform us we're not going to understand in this world. Not not that both of them are true. That part is very clear to clear to a, a very even a simple-minded person. But uh, how there it's possible for them to be true at the same time, it requires understanding something about the nature of the universe that uh, the Creator will understand and the creation isn't quite in a, in a position to understand at this time. So uh, we, we leave it, we accept Allah Ta'ala and His Rasul Sallallahu commandment and we leave it at that. Lesson, Mulana Hakim Akhtar adds, uh, Rahimahullah, uh, that a man once came before Sayyidina Ali, Karramallahu Ta'ala wajhahu, Anhu, and was asked, "Is a man forced? Uh, uh, is he Is the man is the man stuck in divine predestination, or does he have free choice?" Sayyidina Ali anhum told him, "Lift up one leg." The man lifted up one leg. Then he told him, "Now lift up the other." He was asked, "How can you lift both legs up?" Sayyidina Ali anhu replied, uh, "Well, that is the answer of your question. Man is half forced and half free. Meaning what?" He made the choice to lift one leg up and he was able to, he made the choice to, wanted to make the choice to lift the other one and he wasn't able to. Meaning that in some way you're forced and in some way you're not. And this was a very beautiful and very simple, uh, very simple way of explaining something that, uh, you know, verbose individuals can, uh, you know, uh, kind of weave together a merry-go-round of, of kalam uh, 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 that just leaves the questioner more confused than 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 uh, uh, than uh, than having answered uh, uh, from the question, but uh, this is a very simple way of explaining something that is in, in fact very complex to a uh, a person in a few uh, number of words, regardless of how intelligent that person is or how able they are to understand philosophy and more abstruse and fine points. Um, and this is one of the qualities of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his sahaba radhiyallahu taala anhum definitely uh, uh, learned from it. Uh, including Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, who was the, 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 the owner of a great number of very wise uh, sayings, very simple sayings with very few words, but endowed with, uh, uh, with, with a, a, a singularity of, of, of wisdom. Mulana Hakim Akhtar continues, he says, We should continue to beg Allah the ability and divine guidance to do righteous deeds and beg him to grant us proper understanding. The end result of some sins and the punishment is that one's intelligence becomes defective. The end result of some sins and the punishment is that one's intelligence becomes defective. The punishment of becoming changed from the human form to that of animals has been lifted from this ummah. What's called maskh, that there are people in the ummah that came before us uh, that, that were punished by being turned into pigs or into, into dogs or into, uh, 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 sorry, not p- dogs, uh, uh, pigs or monkeys. Um, uh, but the punishment of reason becoming effective, uh, affected so that we behave like animals still descends on us. This is a this is a uh, this is a punishment for the person who wants to be myopic, be nearsighted, um, and not look at the akhirah, but only look at this world. Uh, that person, that person, their their intellect, uh, you know, as a punishment, basically gets robbed from them. And uh, there's a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam: "Dunya The love of this dunya is the 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 fountain spring, the headwater of every. Uh, of every uh, sin and, and, and error. And it's funny, if you look at scams, you know, they have like, apparently they have on TV, um, whole TV shows about like scams, how people will get people to uh, buy into a scam and uh, uh, then they'll just get completely fleeced. They'll get robbed. 
all of it has to do with greed. You know, somebody will say, oh, if you give me this much money, I'll give you this much money back tomorrow. Uh, there was a scam in Pakistan while I was there that was in the in the newspaper um, that 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 there was a uh, a gentleman with a very respectable sounding name. His name was Sayyid uh, Sibtul Hassanain, the, 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 the grandson of the two Hassans, Al-Hassan and Hussain. Uh, uh, and Allah knows best what his actual lineage was, but uh, 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 the Sayyid Sibtul Hassanain, he got the nickname Double Shah. Why they call him Double Shah? Because he he had a, he basically you know had a quote unquote investment where if you give him money in eighteen months or some or some eight months or seven months something like that, he'll return it to you double, no questions asked. And so double sh- and obviously that's completely haram. You can't have like a fixed income investment like that where you promise a person a fixed income that they give you one amount of money and that they can rightfully accept a, a, a different amount back as a, as a, as a, as a set transaction. That, that's the definition of riba. So double shah, basically, uh, you know, when some people, a couple of people, they were getting their money back uh, on time, uh, news spread like wildfire that this guy has some sort of huge investment that we're all going to make money from. And it was this huge pyramid scheme, just like Bernie Madoff and things like that. It completely collapsed. And, uh, uh, you know, D- Double Shah is probably in, in, in a Pakistani prison right now. But, uh, you know, God knows where all the money is. Uh, you know, they claim at the end, they always claim that, oh, we don't know where the money is, but it goes somewhere. It's not like it just disappears into thin air. Um, but the funny thing is Double Shah's uh, 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 victims who should have known better. This is a very basic part of the Sharia that this is like, that this is not, this is not uh, jais. Um, you know, from Double Shah's victims are ostensibly religious people. There are even a couple of, there are even a couple of uh, imams, village imams, and things like that that got stuck in that. Uh, and what is it? It's just the greed. You know, when you when when someone shows you a little bit of what you want, um, and, and you let greed take over, uh, then the intellect uh, it now is in service of the nafs, and the nafs is completely going to humiliate the entire being, uh, uh, including the intellect in the in the in the process, and is going to use the intellect in a very wrong and incorrect way, uh, and so uh, you know, uh, uh, in a very destructive way. So this is uh, definitely a very uh, subtle point that uh, Hakim Saab Taala mentions that even though Allah Taala doesn't punish this ummah by turning its uh, members into uh, pigs and monkeys um, he does sometimes give us punish us Allah protect us by taking away our intellect so that 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 we still retain the outward human form but we're still we behave like animals and so may he says he continues may Allah bestow upon us correct understanding the light of reason may he protect us from the punishment of being changed in heart and reasoning uh, uh, so that uh, so that we become lower beings the experience of these saintly ones and the awliya show that whoever stays in the company of the awliya performing the remembrance of Allah punctually is protected against punishment of a defect in reasoning and intellect, causing one to behave worse than animals. So the next hikayah I wanted to share is the story of a man who had a lion uh, tattooed on his arm. So uh, Mulana Hakim Akhtar says, uh, uh, he says that during the days of Jahiliya, uh, in ignorance, people had the habit of having uh, pictures tattooed on their arms of lions and panthers and other fierce-looking animals. Obviously, it's haram to get a tattoo because it is haram to alter permanently the uh, the form of the body. Uh, uh, rather, it's a uh, uh, you know it's a it's a commandment of Allah Taala to preserve and keep the body the way it is. 
there are only certain things like the chitan, the uh, the 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 circumcision, uh, um, or or you know a person keeping their lip clear of hair uh, from their mustache, uh, 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 or certain things like that, you know, or like you know cleaning the hair from the from the uh, the the private parts or from the armpits that are uh, uh, that are masnoon or sunnah, but those are also considered to be from from the the fitrah of a, a, a human being that they're considered. Uh, they're considered to be from the fitrah of a human being. So permanent alternation, alterations are haram. It's for that reason that ear piercings are an exception. The rule is that piercing is haram otherwise. People get their noses pierced or their eyebrows pierced or their lips pierced or their cheeks pierced or their tongues pierced. Stuff a lot. I remember in university, the first class I had, uh, some guy had his tongue pierced and he would flick the tongue ring in class the whole time. Uh, Allah Ta'ala be our protection. Uh, you know, it's good, you know, mention these things to the kids because, uh, you know, somebody who gives good advice and time uh, will save uh, someone from doing something permanently. Just that's that's bad. There's a whole culture behind it. I know what the tongue ring means or the tongue, uh, tongue ring means. And, uh, you know, I don't want to talk about it because it's a, a blessed night of Ramadan. But the point of the matter is, is that even if a person is mubtala and other sins, uh, you know, if you're not going to be 100% pious, you also, you know, it doesn't mean you should be 100% just crazy. Uh, uh, so um, all of these things, they're, they're haram because a human being is most beautiful in the form that Allah Ta'ala uh, gave them. And, and and that's something that, that anyone who has their still uh, natural uh, and organic nature uh, preserved in them, they'll understand that and see that. And as a person's humanity is taken away from them, they start to look at more and more deformed and and, and uh, uh, ugly things as beautiful or as desirable and Allah Ta'ala be our protection. But in the days of Jahiliyyah, people used to like, you know, to show how tough they were, get like lions or panthers uh, tattooed uh, on their arms uh, in order to look tough, you know, be, 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 be a tough guy. In this way, one of them told the tattooist, draw a lion on my arm. When the uh, tattooist heated up the needle with which he was going to make the tattoo and placed it on his arm, he felt such pain that he shrieked, saying, What are you drawing? The tattooist replied, I am drawing the tail of the lion. He uh, replied, But you can draw a lion without a tail. The tattooist again heated the needle in the fire and placed it upon his skin. Again, he gave a loud cry, saying, What are you drawing now? He replied, I am drawing the lion's ear. Uh, uh, the man said, but a lion can be without ears as well. Once again, the drawer placed the needle in the fire uh, uh, to heat it and then placed it upon his skin. Again, he shrieked, uh, saying, what are you drawing now? He says, I'm drawing the abdomen of the lion. He says, leave that out. Just draw a lion without an abdomen. Thereafter, uh, he even refused the drawing of the lion's head. The tattooist in anger, greatly irritated, threw down the needle and said, get away from me. Who has ever seen a lion without a head, without a tail, without an abdomen? Such a lion has never yet been created by Allah. O oh, you, when you are unable to bear the pain of the needle, then do not speak about tattooing uh, 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 such a lion on your arm. Uh, uh, Moana Rumi continues, he says, O oh, brother, bear the harshness of your ustad or peers training. He said, bear the harshness of your teachers, your teachers, those not the people who are getting paid a salary in order to teach you dunyawi things. That's a transactional relationship. These are your teachers who are teaching you about deen. He says, Oh brother, bear the harshness of, uh, of your ustad or your peers training, your, the, 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 the harshness of your 
teacher of deen or your uh, 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 guide and, 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 and preceptor on the spiritual path so that you may find safety from the dictates of the self and be saved from blasphemy and iniquity. If you desire to be enlightened and shining like the day, then annihilate yourself like uh, the night after day. Meaning, in other words, if you reform the self through eliminating the evil dictates of the self at the hands of uh, a, a worthy uh, sheikh, it is, its darkness will disappear and you will discover that your life through the light of contact with Allah will become enlightened. Mulana Rumi continues, Like the saints, like the awliya, acquire freedom from yourself, for after such spiritual efforts such nearness is achieved, that the light of the sun, moon, and stars become a slave to the inner light. O oh, you listener, if you experience the splendor of Allah's nearness within yourself, the whole world will appear worthless before that light. Uh, uh, Moana Hakim Akhtar uh, uh, says, drawing a lesson from uh, these verses, which we read in translation, The drawing of pictures is prohibited in Islam, but here Moana Rumi tells a story of the days of ignorance. In it, he wishes to inform the seekers of the, uh, of the path to Allah Ta'ala that if the, uh, the, the sheikh who is a follower of the sunnah should for the sake of rectification resort to some harshness, then for every rebuke they should be tolerant and accept it with pleasure, so that through the through the through that rectification there may arise in them the doing of righteous deeds and praiseworthy morals and manners. If every rebuke of the sheikh is going to cause you to grudge, then how can you become clean as a mirror without, uh, without the cloth rubbing you? Uh, this, these spiritual exercises and efforts uh, 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 are only for a limited number of days. Once the uh, the the objective is obtained, thereafter there will be uh, there will be comfort. And so the idea is what is just like this this dude you know wanted to be like a tough guy and have the the, the lion tattooed on his arm, but he couldn't bear uh, the needle even for a moment, and he screeches and he screams. Uh, the same thing is what uh, you know what we have uh, you know with regards to those people who aspire to the path. And uh, to the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that if you really don't want to have your nafs give up anything, if you really want to just be, you know, just you think you're going to buy the correct, correct uh, topi or hat and buy the correct kurta or, or, you know, tunic shirt and buy the correct sibha or, or, or rosary and, uh, you know, join the correct group and, you know, say, I'm a murid of so-and-so sheikh or I'm studying in such and such place or whatever. And, but you don't want to go through the difficulties of actually, uh, uh, actually listening to instructions uh, or studying or, or evaluating the self or giving up those things that, that, that uh, you know, your new acquired, newly acquired uh, uh, or sometimes oldly acquired uh, uh, connections uh, tell you to give up. If you don't want to examine your own life and try to apply that knowledge and apply those teachings to your own life, uh, because of how much it hurts, but at the same time, you know, you want to, uh, you know, walk around like a tough guy in front of people. Uh, unfortunately, that's not really how it works. Uh, uh, if you want to have, if it's, you know, something worth having, it's worth putting an effort for. This is something very important to understand. If it's worth having, it's worth working for. If it's not worth working for, it's not worth having at all uh, in the first place. And one thing that really alarms me is that you know, uh, our community, our social media, our, our, our masajid, they're filled with people who want to give a khutbah about doing the right thing, but they don't want to learn the knowledge. They're filled with people who want to correct misconceptions, but they don't want to learn the knowledge. They're filled with people who want to tell people how to be, but they don't want to be that way themselves. They're filled with people who want to, uh, 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 you, know, you know, teach other people, but they don't want to learn anything themselves. 
my brothers, if you want to, uh, if you want to help the ummah uh, uh, as a person of knowledge, then go and study. You know, spend some years of your life um, and, and focus on it. You know, do it well and come back. Then you're going to help people. If you want to uh, just become a keyboard warrior and defend Islam, uh, you know, uh, you know, a quarter through uh, you're having learned uh, lessons or listening to stuff on SoundCloud or YouTube and a quarter through listening to like whatever Jordan Peterson uh, 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 or those type of uh, uh, bands or social justice type stuff. And then the other half is just, you know, your own opinion about matters. That's not really how this thing works, is it now? Uh, um, you know, we won't say that such people are not Muslims, but the 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 the, the way of the Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah and uh, the way of the Sufi uh, path. And when we say Sufi path, not those people who are claimants to it, because there's a lot of goof out there. But uh, the 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 genesis of Tasawwuf, the classical form of Tasawwuf, is exclusively, exclusively, uh, exclusively a a, uh, um, a a a tradition that. Uh, comes from and is the fruit of the the, the way of the Ahlul Sunnah. So you don't have Rawafid, you don't have Mu'tazila, you don't have uh, uh, you know Qaramita, you don't have all these other heterodox groups, Khawarij and things like that, that that fit into this tradition. Later on, like imposters, like jackals and hyenas, they try to hijack the the beautiful imagery and metaphors and and uh, uh, language and traditions of Tasawwuf because they see that that people love it and it's successful in order to kind of inject their twisted uh, nonsense into it uh, and use it as a vehicle in order to poison people with the same poison that they've been selling uh, uh, from the very beginning but there is no there is no uh, there's there's no uh, classically any uh, uh, form of tasawwuf except for it goes hand in hand with the 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 way of the ahl sunnah wal jamaa uh, and so uh, you know uh, the the point is is that if you wish to uh, benefit and be benefited, you have to uh, put in uh, that time and that effort uh, in order to better yourself first. If you're not going to do that, you know, you uh, just getting up on Facebook or Twitter and, uh, you know, telling somebody that they're a liberal or that they're, they're uh, you know, conservative or that, you know, you know, Republicans are stupid or Democrats are stupid or giving your position on this, that or the other thing, it's not really going to do a whole lot of it's not really going to do a whole lot of benefit. And if someone looks at me and says, well, you're no better than anyone else. Well, you know, even if that's true, then don't be like me. Then learn the lesson anyway. Um, the, the point of this is not me pointing fingers at other people who are probably better than me uh, anyway. Uh, the point is that just to share a, a piece of learning from our, from our elders uh, and from, from our, our great ones that came before us. Uh, all of whom, uh, when they give their opinions, they're not giving their own opinions. They're not sharing their unique snowflakiness with the world. Rather, they uh, uh, submitted themselves in front of what they got from their mashayikh, who, uh, and you know, in a direct chain that, that connects them to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And uh, through that submission, Allah gave them a self that was better than the self that they gave up uh, uh, in order to enter this path. Um, and that's where you see all of this beauty uh, uh, coming from. Uh, and so uh, uh, with that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq. There is no better time to annihilate the self uh, and the nafs than this Ramadan um, where you don't eat and you don't drink and you, uh, you know, read raka'ah after raka'ah uh, of taraweeh uh, and you uh, read page after page of the Qur'an 
and you don't give yourself a chance to think or, or talk or engage with anything other than with the words of Allah Ta'ala and the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And it shows you how much, uh, how much beauty there is inside of you and it shows you how much work there is left to be done. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us uh, all, of, all of us the tawfiq of of giving up uh, our rotten uh, uh, and and inadequate and shame worthy of shame uh, uh, nufus our, our, ourselves and may he uh, by the barakah of that noble uh, uh, by that barakah of that noble abandonment give us a self that's better than than what we gave up wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala sayyidina muhammad وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين